Welcome everyone to the Whittemore Center here in Durham, New Hampshire. Merrimack Hockey is back on the air. Tonight the Warriors take on the UNH Wildcats in uh, Game 2 of the weekend here. Merrimack and UNH time to talk things over on our coaches' show with Merrimack head coach Mark Dennehy. Mark, uh, let's take a look at yesterday if we could, a 5-3 to three win over Boston College. And uh, let's begin with uh, your thoughts on the contest. Well, you know, points are hard to come by. And I um, thought our team played... Uh, Accomplish their goals. We talk about playing hard. We talk about being physically and mentally tough, uh, not making any excuses. Um, you know, I think we you can check all those boxes off. Um, thought we worked hard for most of the night uh, in terms of being physically and mentally tough. You know, you go down for five minutes to kill that penalty is huge, you know, and as much physical ability as that takes, there's also a mental component to it. And then, um, you know, no excuses, just laying it on the line and, and emptying the tank that night. Um, you know, we, we scored some goals, which makes things a little bit easier. Um, you know, got a bounce or two, but you earn those. And uh, all in all, I thought it was a pretty good effort. Well, the turning point, Mark, I thought was the PK after the five-minute major on Adam Ross. Not only did BC not score, but uh, you were able to strongly limit their chances. Yeah, and they did score on in the third period on the power play. You know, we talked about this today. Special teams, you know, it's not you're not going to be successful all the time. But um, good special teams, uh, you know, the power play scores when you really need one uh, or changes the momentum of a game. Uh, good penalty kills. They stop, get a stop when you need one. And, and uh, we killed two. I uh, have to give them one up in the second period. So, um, you know, kudos to both Glenn Stewart and Phil Roy for all their hard work. And then at the end of the day, it comes down to the players being able to execute. So I thought it was a turning point as well. Mark, when you lose a defenseman for the rest of the night, as you did last night with Adam Ross, what is the strategy involved? Now you only have 5D to work with. Do you simply rotate the remaining defenseman in as quickly as you can to keep everyone as fresh as possible? Well, you, I mean, you really can't shorten the bench much more than that, you know, without uh, really risking uh, exhaustion and, and um, just physical breakdown, which leads to mental breakdown, which yes. leads to opportunities. Um, you know, but then again, you can't just roll them through because, you know, some guys uh, play better with others, uh, vice versa. You know, you got a guy that maybe it's not his strong suit to play the offside, mm -hmm. so you want to put them in positions to succeed. Um, you know, it's a difficult thing to do, and I thought Phil did a real good job with it. And again, I think a lot of it comes down to the players being receptive and being aware and, and really being having acute attention to what's going on during the game. Well, Joe Canada played extremely well again last night, Mark. Uh, he was also uh, banged up a bit in a collision with several BC players. Uh, how's he feeling today? Well, he's going. So, um, you know, he's... Again, kudos for all the hard work he's done this summer to get himself in shape and to keep himself in shape. Um, you know, sometimes it's overlooked, the, you know, the avoiding injury or being able to come back from an injury quickly because you're in good shape. So um, it wasn't anything too, too serious. Uh, he was able to finish the game and, um, you know, something that we'll obviously take care of and monitor, but uh, won't keep him out of tonight's game either. Mark, tonight we get our first look at the UNH Wildcats. As usual, UNH has been difficult to beat here at the Whittemore Center. They're undefeated. They lead Hockey East in goals. So in spite of the loss of Bobby Butler, uh, this team knows how to score. It goes without saying. No, it does. Uh, you know, they've always been a 
ever since you know I, I can remember, and definitely since Coach Humilly's been here, a pretty high octane offense, and um, they're very good here as well. Uh, they thrive off this crowd, and and the sheet lends itself to there being all sorts of seams and and time with the puck. They're a pretty good puck possession team, so um, you know we've definitely got our work cut out for us. I mean, this is a team that you don't want to get into a track meet with. Um, you know, just watching them play Brown. Brown played them really hard. Brown worked their tail off, and, and uh, still, you know, like Boston College, they don't need very many puck touches to put pucks in the net. They've got some pretty gifted forwards. Uh, that top line is to be reckoned with, and uh, Blake Kessels is good an offensive defenseman as there is in the country. Well, you talked about the high-octane offense. How much of that is due to the talent base, and how much of it is due to the larger sheet, or, or is it a combination of both? Um, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it's about the players, you know, and, and um, I think they would definitely recruit a type of player that, that succeeds on uh, with time and space and um, the guy they can motor. You know, you look at uh, Stevie Moses, Austin Block. Uh, I was watching him skate. Um, you know, you, you watch Cislo and DeSimone and, and just go right on down the line. They've got a lot of good, highly skilled forwards. So, um, you know, we've got to really do a good job of protecting inside ice, taking good angles, and, um, you know, really trying to limit their chances. Well, uh, in baseball, there's an analogy. If a, if a pitcher sees a hitter for the first time, the pitcher usually has an advantage. You're seeing Matt DiGirolamo for the first time. Does that give uh, the goaltender any kind of advantage uh, in just in the fact that you haven't seen them before, or does it give the offense uh, more of an advantage? You know, I don't know either way. Um, I think it's something where... You know, for us, it's about getting pucks to the net and getting bodies to the net. And, um, you know, regardless of who the goaltender is, you know, he's, he's obviously off to a good start this year. Um, he's, a, he's, a very, he's very quick. He's very athletic. Uh, I've heard him refer uh, reference to uh, Chris Terreri, who's a very acrobatic goaltender. Um, you know, it, you know, shooting percentage is a shooting percentage. If you put enough pucks on the net, you're gonna, a certain percentage is going to go in. So I think that's really uh, when, you, when you haven't, played against the goaltender and you don't know maybe what his strengths and weaknesses are let's just focus on getting pucks to the net okay mark uh, also every game is so critical of course in hockey east but tonight do you have a chance to pick up two points on every team in the league this is the only hockey east game tonight everybody else is non-league so i know that there shouldn't be a lack of motivation here well yeah, there shouldn't be but don't forget we're dealing with 18 to 24 year old young men and um you know, coming off a big win, um, but one of the things we pride ourselves is no excuses. So, um, you know, shame on us if we're not prepared to come out and play hard. At the end of the season, they're going to have 27, we're going to have 27, everybody's going to get 27, so you just got to take care of your own, and whether teams are playing or not, uh, when there's points up for grabs, you need to make sure you show up. Mark, as always, want to thank you for your time, and uh, good luck tonight. We'll see you Tuesday out at Harvard. Thanks, John. Looking forward to it. Okay, that's Merrimack head coach Mark Dennehy. We're back with tonight's starting lineups with Mike Macdick next. This is Merrimack Hockey on 1400 AM and MerrimackAthletics.com.